0: Welcome to the Torture Chamber, where it's totally okay to drive your best friend insane. No wonder I have no friends.
1: I want some date rape drug, I'm gonna go to do some date raping. What is so for safe faith me? This is a movie that's too bad to even star Casper Van Dean. <laughs> if anybody out there is a particularly religious person, I just want to let you know right now that your lord and savior is a giant bunny.
0: Hello, my favorite potential victims. It is time once again for another episode of the 12th Chamber. As always, I'm Dennis Neal. Over there is my best friend and my favorite, favorite, favorite victim, Jason Christopher. How you doing, Jay?
1: Did you know you always say it's time once again for another episode of the torture chamber like they know like they have it on their feed so it shows up so they're aware
0: well, I'm like just, it's not a surprise it might be for them you don't know <clears throat> do you live their life no you don't I live everyone's life
1: I am the every man I'm every woman it's all in me
0: Oh, fuck off not even five minutes into the show fucking badass jokes fantastic you oh, been? you should have
1: been—you should have been here earlier. When I had to go to the bathroom, and as I was walking to the bathroom, I rewrote the song "Respect" to be about how I had to go to the bathroom. It was amazing. I just ad-libbed a song about how I had to pee. It was great.
0: I'll take your word for
1: it. I can sing you a couple bars.
0: Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm
1: good. Uh, other than that, I'm fine. Um, uh, I guess I don't know how I feel right now. Why? Because <laughs> I watched this. Oh, it was a, it was ins- it was it was legitimately insane.
0: Insane
1: in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Oh, okay. I I I wish I had a story for you, but I've been working so much, I don't have any stories. Right now I haven't had a chance to do anything because all I do is work. And then I come home on the weekends and I just go to sleep. I just sleep. I've been trying to go see Power Rangers for like two weeks and I can't do it because as soon as Saturday rolls around like, like the sun comes up and the birds start chirping and I just open my window and yell shut the fuck up and then close it and shut the blinds and go back to sleep.
0: Oh, dude, I'm, oh, dude. The, I'm in the same boat as you. I have not gone to see Power Rangers yet, and it's like, you know what? At this point, I'm just going to wait for it to leak online. Fuck it.
1: We don't do that here on the Torture Chamber. And, like, it's almost May, and that means Guardians of the Galaxy is coming down. I got to try to figure out how I'm going to fit that into my life. It's just, it's, it's all very hard.
0: <sighs>
1: it's so rough having a full-time job.
0: Right here, yeah.
1: And money <laughs> and no other responsibilities outside of that. It's so hard. <laughs> I just paid my taxes. That was a pile of shit. I mean, that was re- like, alright, I know that you're supposed to do it when you're an adult, but fuck, man. <laughs> but it's not like I'm poor now or anything. You know, it's not like I've got to go out and beg for food or anything. Like that dude at the gas station. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but it's just really very obnoxious. It's just like, you owe this much money. I'm like, for what?
0: Being alive?
1: It was it, that, that sucked. Other than that, that's it.
0: Oh, okay. Why don't you tell the people what movie you did?
1: There's a dude at the gas station today who kept walking out to people. I was in the car with my mom. And um, he kept walking out to people and say I guess I do have a story and say I don't want money I just want food and try to get people to take her to the McDonald's on the other side of the parking lot (laughs) he walked up to my mom and he's standing there like two feet away from her it's funny because this is shit I would do just to be an asshole and he's standing like two feet away from her just going sir sir Talking to my mother, sir. Oh, sir, no. Sir. Sir. And she finally turned around and looked at him, like, Are you talking to me? And he's like, He goes to his little spiel. And she just flat out told him no. Because she was pissed off. He called her, sir, like 25 times. <laughs> she gets back in the car and tells me this. And without being able to stop myself, I just looked at her and said, I guess it's time for you to change your hairstyle.
0: (laughs) Oh, she must have smacked you.
1: My jaw still hurts. Anyway, so the movie I watched was called Turbo Kid. That's what it was. (laughs)
0: Oh, oh,
1: okay. Well, I... Let's get on with our lives.
0: Well, according to IMDB, the plot for Turbo Kid is... (laughs) In a post-apocalyptic wasteland in 1997, a comic book fan adapts, adopts, excuse me, the persona of his favorite hero to save his enthusiastic friend and fight a tyrannical overlord. In a what kind of world? Post-apocalyptic. What kind? Post-apocalyptic. Go fuck yourself. Uh, uh- Apocalyptic. That's what I said, apocalyptic. <laughs> you don't hear it, do you?
1: <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Anyway, yeah, that. I watched that.
0: <laughs> All right, so why don't you tell us what happened in this post-apocalyptic world?
1: <laughs> Stop. Now you're just doing it on purpose. All right. Um. Normally, i wait till the end. To say this. Uh-oh. But I, I'm doing things a little bit differently. I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to shock you. I fucking loved this thing.
0: <laughs> this was
1: amazing.
0: But your, your, your text is that you sent me say the opposite.
1: This was... Ant-Boy amazing.
0: Oh, dear God.
1: It is the most incomprehensible unintelligible piece of fucking garbage I've ever seen in my life and every second of it was pure gold oh, so the movie my begins god. the movie begins with the kid he's gonna be called the kid for the rest of this synopsis because he just, he's not named in this movie he's literally called the kid when you look at the credits it just says
0: the kid oh my god it does <laughs> it really just says the kid
1: he has no name so, the kid lives in a post-apocalyptic wasteland in the year 1997. Now, let's pause here. First of all, this movie was made in 2015. That's number one. Just just put that in the back of your brain. Number two, what makes the fact that this movie takes place in 1997 so awesome is that everything... The tone, the the stylings of the characters and the, the environment and the soundtrack are the most '80s motherfucking thing. They're more '80s than that last piece of shit I watched. What was that? The Kung Fury. <laughs> yes, it, this out '80s Kung Fury. It's a. Am- it begins with a the theme song that I'm gonna hope, hope we can find and insert just maybe like 30 seconds of right about here. Okay. All right. Because it is the... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The theme song to Rambo wasn't that 80s. The theme song to Miami Vice wasn't that fucking 80s. It was amazing. So, the kid kid lives in a bunker full of his bunker trash like every post-apocalyptic movie you've ever seen in your whole goddamn life. And... Like, he's a scavenger. He goes out. He trades shit for shit because, you know, d- this movie is like, is like, is like Ant Boy and, and Mad Max. And I'll explain in a minute. Saw had the weirdest baby that really loves Cindy Lauper videos. Like, you,
0: you, you, you,
1: you don't understand. It's That's not- a very,
0: very interesting
1: combination. <laughs> Okay, so like he goes Like he's listening to his Walkman Because he has a fucking Walkman Like, oh my god, there were so many 80s things in this movie There's one point where he's burning videotapes For warmth, and he has a Viewmaster Around his neck, like it's so 80s Oh my, I loved it, it was great I know you people think that I'm just like Hopped up on the 90s, but I'm hopped up on the 80s And the 90s, because that's when I was alive It was, it's amazing Okay, calm There's pink flamingos everywhere, calm Calm down so he go. Apparently, there's no animals anymore because, like, there's been, like, a nuclear winter or some shit. There's some like, sort of nuclear holocaust or whatever. But he does manage to capture and kill a giant mutant rat that he trades for some water. And he goes. And a comic book. The comic book. The comic book. Is of a superhero. Who goes by the name of Turbo Rider. Who... uh, It just... I don't... It's just a dude in a red BMX biker suit. Like, there's no cars in this movie. Everybody rides bikes. Mm -hmm. Bikes play a big part in this movie. Um, Just like little BMX bikes. And it's just a dude. He's got a helmet. The kid, he has a helmet... That looks like it was styled after Steven Universe. Like the star, the orange star on the red background. It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> he gets a comic book. The Turbo Rider comic book. Turbo Rider is his favorite superhero. I find that hard to believe. Because um, we see some pages of the Turbo Rider comic book, whole thing drawn in black and white. I mean, no. No. Oh, and the writing in this book was subpar. But I want to point out, this movie was uh, a tandem effort by Canada and New Zealand. Why? I don't know. Um, and we also, while he's trading his shit in for more shit, we're introduced to the other hero? Question mark? Of this movie. Who? <laughs> who is a, Max, a Mad Max style grizzled, tough as nails, cowboy. Uh Uh-huh. Whose name is Frederick.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs)
1: He's Frederick, the arm-wrestling cowboy.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay.
1: All right. (laughs) We haven't even gotten to the good
0: bits (laughs) yet.
1: Anyway, so we have a little Interaction with Frederick, who fucking sounds like Crocodile Dundee, Steve Irwin. Take your pick. Um, they sound the same. Um, well, no, I'm not gonna say that. That's that's mean. Um, and so he goes back to his. Well, he's near his little bunker on a playground, and this girl just appears out of nowhere. And um, do you remember that show, Space Cases? I do. I do. Remember, remember uh, Catalina, the girl played by Jewel, Jewel, I never know how to say her name, Satie, Satie?
0: I do, I remember do.
1: Remember she, she had the rainbow hair? Yep. She fucking looked like Catalina. Oh, okay. I was at work the other day, sidebar, I was at work the other day, and I was sitting there just minding my own business, and then out of no, this happens to me a lot, out of nowhere... I just started singing the theme song to space cases and nobody had any idea what I was doing ah like cause, um, Look everybody I work with except for like one person is over the age of 50. So there's no reason for them to know What space cases was but she didn't know the girl that I work with who's I'm, who's actually like she's 25 She didn't know what space cases was either. Oh So it's okay. just me sitting there just humming to myself, Harlan. Dan leaves before he looks. Just like by myself. They, they had no idea. What that. Like, what are you saying? I was like, is the thieves song the Space Cases? What is that? Never mind. People are old. So anyway, so he meets Catalina. Her name's not Catalina. Her name. Her name is Apple. And Apple decides that she is now the kid's best friend, and mm-hmm. she, and and he's like, I don't know you, bitch. But she's like, no. We're best friends. We're going to hang out. And she slaps this bracelet around his wrist. Now, the bracelet is a plot device that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on because there's no real explanation as to the purpose of it. It's just there.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: beeps randomly, and he can't get it off. That's all you need to know, really. Except for at the end, where he just manages to take it off with no trouble. Like, it just comes off. I don't know. End- whatever. So, he's She's like, we're going to hang out. And then she goes to tell her former best friend that she's going to be okay. Her former best friend is just some random dead guy. So he runs away because he's like, this bitch is crazy. And he goes back to his bunker to try and get this bracelet off and somehow manages to knock himself out. And he wakes up, and of course she's there, and she makes some cereal. Where did he get? Where did she get cereal from? I don't know how he got cereal, because earlier we saw him eating pre-chewed gum. So I don't know where he got cereal from. What does he put on the cereal? All the animals are dead. There's no milk. Does he put water <laughs> on the cereal? What kind of psychopath puts water on cereal? I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. So anyway, so shit happens. <laughs> really, this is the point in the movie where I was kind of bored and not really sure what was going on. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not entirely sure what happened after she made him water-covered cereal. I think, um, oh, that was when he took her out scavenging with him. Um, and then she gets captured by a dude who looked like the guy Who could control lightning in Big Trouble in Little China? Because this movie was '80s as fuck. It was great. Um, she gets kidnapped, and he, yeah, he he goes to try to find her. Oh no, he's running away from the Raiden guy, and he falls into this other bunker that is that he manages to turn all the power. By touching one of those plasma balls, you know, like you can buy at Spencer's with the lightning inside, you can touch it, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it arcs all your hand, it makes your hair stand up. Yeah. Because a viewfinder and plasma balls, because it's videotapes, because fucking 80s. It was great. I was so excited. And it turns out that this other bunker is the home or the base or whatever. Of the Turbo Rider, who apparently in this world truly exists. For
0: reasons. Alright.
1: So the kid who puts on the Turbo Rider costume, complete with a Nintendo Power Glove that shoots energy balls... Because, well, yeah, why not? Because why the fuck not? It's 1997, the world's been destroyed, what the fuck ever, right? So he finds Raiden and, and shoots him with a plasma ball that makes. This is where it began. This is where it begins. All right? And I know what you're thinking and what the potential victims are thinking. You're thinking, what begins? Yeah. I'm going to tell you what begins this is where the movie goes down a weird saw territory okay (laughs) because he shoots Raiden or Raiden depending on who you talk to with a plasma ball which then causes his body to explode like a water balloon full of blood uh, just, uh. like that. Concurrently, while this is happening, Frederick has gone off to save his brother, who we don't know. His brother's dead. It doesn't even matter what his name is, because um, we see him get killed. His twin brother, apparently, or the they just didn't want to pay for another extra, so they just had the same actor play the two characters. It doesn't really fucking matter. Um, from the villain of this movie, who is a guy named Zeus, who wears a, a makeshift eye patch because this fucking movie thinks it's Mad Max, played inexplicably by the fattest version of Michael Ironside. <laughs> Wait, I haven't seen Michael Ironside in a while. Tell Recall was on the other day. Like, 80s Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I was watching it. I was like, oh, tell them Michael Ironside's fun. And then this comes on. Michael Ironside's fat now. He's so fat. And and bald and old. And it was sad. And I was even sadder that he was in this. So, he goes to save his... Frederick goes to save his brother from Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside. Then um, he has a gimp friend. Also in a BMX costume, but like like a skull mask. Who never speaks, and he wears a like a little gauntlet thing that oh. shoots saw blades. Because why the fuck not? Really, for real. I mean, at this point in this movie, my response to everything that doesn't make sense, even though at the end it gets crazy, is why the fuck not? So he goes to confront. Michael Ironside, who's playing a character named Zeus, I'm not going to call him that because it's a dumb name. It doesn't even matter. I'm going to call him Michael Ironside for the rest of this thing. Frederick goes to confront Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside cuts off Frederick's hand. Just cuts it off. Just cut. Not like, not like you know, like in a normal movie where it's like it cuts away. And like Frederick screaming, and then Michael Ironside holds up the hand. Like, guess what I did? No, like, we see it get cut up. There's blood spraying out. Like, kill fucking Bill. It's amazing. I'm like, what is happening? What? Wait, what? You know, just. This. Please remind me when we get to the final battle to tell you the most ridiculous thing that fucking happened. Because it was crazy. <laughs> this was amazing. It get it's like, this movie is a fucking slow burn. Because you start it. Okay. You, think, you start it and you think, this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense. What the fuck is happening? And then you get to the middle and you're like, no, for real. What the fuck is going on? And then in the last half an hour, it just blows up and you are in it. Because nothing makes sense anymore. Oh, it's so exciting! Okay, I really want to get to the end because oh, it's it's crazy. So, <laughs> so he cuts his hand off, and and then fucking fucking the kid. The kid goes. To try and he he kills Red, but he doesn't find Apple. But then he, I don't know. Somehow he f- I don't even know how he fucking figures it out. I can't remember. But he fucking figures out that oh this is what gets really crazy. Oh God, I'm so excited. So he <laughs> figures out that that Michael Ironside has Apple. So he goes to Michael Ironside's compound in the wasteland, which is in the danger zone, of course, and and, and he breaks in there, and he's like. You know, give me the girl. And Michael Ironside's like, who the fuck are you? He's like, I'm a superhero. And I'm just sitting there with my head in my hands like, that's the worst thing you could have said. (laughs) Why would you say that? Yeah, you don't (laughs) announce that you're a superhero. Nobody respects the dude that walks into a room and says, I'm a superhero. That's why I don't do that anymore. I just say, hi, I'm Jason. Anyway, so, but they throw him in a pool because because they live in like a pool. Like a rec center, like I don't know. There's a pool there, anyway. And um, Michael Ironside then explains that there's there's this contraption at the pool. (laughs) The purpose of this contraption is because you know they live in a wasteland. (coughs) You know, there's no water, or what water there is, is contaminated. The purpose of this machine is it grinds up human bodies. And extracts the water from them Because Michael Ironside's like Do you know how much of your body is made up of water And I'm I'm sitting there like Yeah like 73% That's what they taught me in science class He's like you know Your blood is like 75% water And your bones are like 25% water And your brain is 90% water And you know what that adds up to 10 liters of water And I'm like that's inaccurate but all right that's really inaccurate <laughs> not even that much blood in your body i don't think <laughs> so how could they okay so so they're gonna throw they're gonna throw the kid and apple and frederick into the machine but first they have to make him have like a bottom of the pool cage match with some more of the mad max desert people and, oh, the kid made um, Apple a weapon. <laughs> uh. He, for those of you out there and for you, Dennis, who have played the game Dead Rising, you know that thing where Frank or the other dude, i do not who fucking cares what his name is, will go and make a weapon that literally just consists of duct-taping one thing to another thing? I do. That's the weapon he made her. He, he took a baseball bat. <laughs> took a baseball bat. And he duct taped a lawn gnome to it. That was her weapon. Uh, She was very excited.
0: A lawn gnome.
1: She was very excited about her gnome stick. Alrighty. Alright. So so fucking Frederick is like, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. And she just runs up. he tells her the whole plan. And she just runs up and hits a dude in the face with her gnome stick. Just yelling, feel the wrath of Mr. Gnome. And I'm like... What? (laughs) But she's beating the shit out, this dude. Now you're sitting there and you're watching this and you're thinking, these fuckers are going to die. There's like an hour and 15 minutes left in this movie. How can they possibly get out of this? Oh, because they win. And let me tell you... It's insane. There's like one giant dude who looks like the fucking executioner from one of those R- Resident Evil movies. Remember when fucking Mili Jovovich and Ali Larter had to fight that dude in mm-hmm. the showers? I do. I do. Yeah. Whatever fucking Resident Evil that was, he looked like that dude. But he also kind of looks like Leatherface. He's got a giant, like, fucking cinder block hammer. They got to fight that dude and some random dude. And they'll fight the Gimp guy. And there's another dude. And fucking the kid slices one dude's head in half, and 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 I think Apple beat one dude just literally to death, and just but this blood, blood everywhere, just shooting out of people, pieces of bodies being removed, like this supposedly lighthearted family romp, even though there was a surprising amount of cursing in it, has now turned into a fucking snuff film! Just blood! Everywhere! Shooting out of people! Bodies exploding from plasma blasts! Every 30 goddamn seconds! It's crazy! So they fucking... They kill all the dudes. Like, they kill all the dudes. And then, um... Oh, the kid the arm cannon needed to recharge, but it recharged and he went to shoot he went to shoot Michael Ironside with it. But he missed. For some reason he blew up the machine and they escaped. And like the fucking Frederick goes off on in one direction and and the kid at Apple her name was Apple. Yes, I know. Her name was Apple. I keep saying it, but it just hit me how sad that is. I want to say, though, Apple was surprisingly endearing because I thought she was really going to just get on my fucking nerves, but (laughs) she was just understated enough that it was like, all right, like I can handle this person. She's just like sickeningly positive, you know, and it's just just, she's oh, she gets shot, too, by the way. Oh, that's okay. important. She gets she gets shot while they're trying it, but she's fine. Um, she's sickeningly like just positive and happy. She's always smiling, and like you would think, because you know I hate happy people. But she was just, just sort of like indifferent enough. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I could be around you without wanting to fucking bash your skull in. That's okay. Like that, she's. Like, but you know cuz you know you like you could work with her but you couldn't live with her cuz if you had to see her fucking face every morning you'd want to kill her but like if you just had to like see her you know like 10:30 when you got to work that's fine you deal with her till 5 and then you go the fuck home you know yeah. she's that kind of person anyway so she gets shot and after they escape, this is when we find out Apple's goddamn robot, because it's nineteen ninety seven and why the fuck not? And I really what really freaked me out about this is I was just talking about small wonder and she's goddamn Vicky. And it was really weird for me for a second there. Um she's a robot. And <laughs> he's like but she like powers down for a minute and he's like, Are you okay? And she's like, Oh no, I'm fine. It's just like one of my fucking techno babble, techno babble units was damaged. And I'm losing hearts. And she pulls up her arm, and she's got a display on her arm. How did he miss that before? She's got, she's got a display on her arm that has fucking Legend of Zelda hearts on it.
0: Oh my god.
1: Cause fucking eighties, man. Eighties, just and they're running out, so they have to. They, it's on her arm, and they have to go and get. They have to find her a new babble technobabble, technobabble MacGuffin unit, and so they go back and they find this dude, the, the dude that he was trading with earlier, and, whew, getting to something that really hurt me in a minute, um, and, the, and the dude is like, look, I don't want to be around you, because like Michael Ironside's really pissed off, because some people b- blew up his machine, and the kid is trying not to say anything, but Apple's just like, oh yeah, we did that. <laughs> like, yeah, we did, yeah, but that was us. And the dude's like, oh, well, get the fuck away from me. And, they he, the, the kid tells him that he just needs a, um, a MacGuffin for his robot girlfriend or whatever and the dude's like I'm not going to help you until Apple decides she's going to give him her headband what and he says fine and he says yeah I know and he says well you can probably find one at the robot graveyard because there's one of those two because why the fuck not because like why not like we're already in it it's just don't question it don't ask why all right okay cool so he says go up route 64 on highway 64 and then you'll find the robot graveyard okay cool whatever um so they go and they leave and then um the little trading guy gets captured by the roller gimp i don't know what the fuck his name was it doesn't he didn't speak it didn't matter i'm gonna call him roller gimp even though that implies roller skates as opposed to bicycles. Anyway, um, so the, he gets captured by Roller Gimp and Roller Gimp takes him back to Michael Ironside. And a trading guy wakes up and because um, he got knocked out obviously and he wakes up and he finds out that his stomach has been cut open and his intestines are hanging out and they've hooked him onto a wheel of a bicycle to try and torture information out of him.
0: The fuck is this? Return to Oz. I mean,
1: and Michael Ironside tells Roller Gib to get on the fucking bike, and Roller Gib just like pedals just like like half an inch and starts pulling the guy's guts out. And the guy just caves. He's like, "They went to the robot graveyard." And Michael Ironside looks at him and says, "Well, damn, that didn't take that long." <laughs> I mean, why he's getting his guts pulled out? Why would it take long? I mean, he's not a soldier. He's, he was wearing red nail polish. I don't think he's the kind of dude who's tough under pressure. You know what I mean? Right. Fucking. So Michael Anderson is just like, fuck, do you know how long it took to set this up? You just caved. The dude's like, you're pulling my guts out. I mean, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? But then Michael Ironside just has Rob again pull his guts out anyway, you see the whole thing. You just see them pull the longs, the, the guts out. It's so gory. It's amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> There's so much blood. So much blood dismemberment. I don't understand. Anyway, the kid and, and fucking, fucking, fucking Apple... They end up at the they, they're almost at the robot graveyard, but then Roller Gimp fucking finds them, and he chases them to a cliff, and um he shoots a, a saw blade that cuts off Apple's head, and um the kid catches it but falls off the cliff and into a ravine, a crevasse if you will, um, where there's just toxic gas spewing up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. For, for reasons and He's trying to find He still like there's, He has hallucinations of dinosaurs and he drops his power glove and, and he finally finds A pile of body of robot bodies to us th- now, This is the smallest goddamn graveyard I've ever seen By the way Because the pile of robot bodies is like 10 bodies That's their graveyard Oh, okay they make it sound like there's robots goddamn everywhere, but there's just like 10 of them. There can't be that many robots. She's the only other one I know of, right? So, fucking, this is amazing. So, he um, he takes her head and he sticks it on another body and then just duct, tape, duct tapes it on because duct tape fixes everything. Yeah. If I learned anything from old episodes of Home Improvement and reruns of Red Green, Duct Tape is the cure-all to all things. Duct tapes it on and it passes out. He wakes up and fucking Frederick has saved him from the robot graveyard because he went there to get a new robot hand because why the fuck not? I mean, why not? Why not? We're already here. Why not? And of course, the hand worked perfectly. Cause, cause why not? It's 1997. Why not? Sure, okay. And then, fucking, fucking Frederick says he's gonna go. He's got a bomb. He's got a bomb. He's gonna go. Um, he's gonna go take this bomb and blow up Michael Ironside. He looks at this kid who's can't be more than like sixteen. He's like, "You in?" And the kid's like, "Fuck yeah!" They go, they go. They don't even go to where Michael Ironside lives. They just go to a different crevasse. It's like, you know, you know that one quarry that every fight scene in Power Rangers takes place in. Mm-hmm. They fucking go there. Ah, oh, okay. The Power Ranger fight scene quarry. They're just there. Like, all right, cool, whatever. I mean, why not? Why not? We're already here. <laughs> so it's the two of them against like not like, like 20, 20 fucking road warriors or what the fuck ever. Kid cuts off a dude's head. Cuts him in half and kicks him in the balls. Cuts him literally in half. Oh, we also got a flashback in there somewhere where we find out that, of course, Michael Ironside killed the kid's parents. Like... oh well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. For reasons that don't matter, they're barely relevant. But, like, he, he drowns... Did he drown the dad? Well, he started to drown the dad. But then, like, the mom, like, saved him by shooting the arrow into Michael Ironside's eye. That's why he only has the one eye. I guess. Oh, and then Roller Gibbs shot her in the neck with a razor blade or saw blade. They killed the dad, so I think Michael Ironside just legit shot him. I don't even remember. Anyway, the parents are fucking dead. Who gives a fucking shit? Doesn't matter. It's a flashback. It's not important. Um, so they go and they're fighting, and this is where we have to talk about the craziest goddamn thing that happened in this movie. So they're fighting the road warriors and somehow it happens so fast. I rewound it three times. I still could not tell you how it happened. Somehow one of the road warriors gets cut literally in half Mm -hmm. and his top half gets thrown in the air and lands on top of another road warrior. And his bottom half also gets kicked in the air and lands on top of yet a third Road Warrior. Okay. Neither of these people remove the human corpse remains from their heads. They're just wandering around with their hands stretched out like, Where are you guys? I can't see! Like a fucking cartoon for the rest of this fight scene. They do this, okay? I'm going to go I'm just going to go through it cuz it's not really relevant to the plot but it's so insane I have to tell you about it. So then at some point later the road warrior who has the legs on top of his head also gets cut in half and his top half flies up in the air and lands on the severed top half on top of the other Road Warrior. So there's like some sort of weird body gristle totem pole for reasons. This happens.
0: Oh, okay. it's
1: okay. It's crazy. And the second that happened, I was in. I was out for most of this movie, but the second that happened, I was all in. I was like, you know what? Okay, you got me. I'm on board what the fuck else you got you couldn't possibly have anything else what else you got you're done I'm, but I'm in so you, what, what else is there there is something else we'll get to it so anyway so they're fighting the road war they kill pretty much all the goddamn road Warriors with very little difficulty this one random cowboy and a, like a 12 year old who thinks he's a superhero they kill them all blood and guts everywhere, just showers, decapitations and dismemberments, like fucking Mortal Kombat wasn't even this gory, like OG Mortal Kombat, you could pull somebody's spine out wasn't this gory in this goddamn movie, oh he was made in Canada, I didn't even know Canadians knew how to do that kind of thing, crazy, never see Tyler Bean doing this kind of shit. Never see Avril Lavigne doing this kind of shit. Uh, she, sings, huh? she sings about dudes on skateboards. Gets married to the lead singer Nickelback. Now if somebody dismembered Nickelback, I would be okay with that. Put Nickelback on the list. I fucking hate those guys. Um anyway, so now we'll go we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so Of course the and, and, and Michael Arnold has this again she has no speaking roles. He she has he has this the fucking Fucking, fucking Tina Turner in the Thunderdome looking girlfriend who is about to kill Max. Max. Uh, you know why I said Max? Because for the entire movie, I was assuming the kid's name was going to turn out to be Max. So I started calling him Max in my head. Mm-hmm. So I'm just calling him Max for the rest of this. She's about to kill Max. She's got foot on, her foot on his throat. But that's when fucking Apple, because she did live, by the way. He duct taped her head to a body and that was enough. She lived. She comes back riding a uh, bicycle with a, with, a, with, a, with a ceramic unicorn head on the front, and she stabs the fucking Thunderdome chick. Kills her. Or whatever. Hits her in the face with her long gnome stick. Gnome stick, excuse me. Knocks her the fuck out. She's dead now. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> um, Frederick set the bomb to go off, but the bomb was a dud, by the way. We'll get to that in a minute. Um... And she also, Apple this is, she brought um, Max back, his Power Glove, so he takes out the last of the Road Warriors. He shoots Michael Ironside with the um, the Power Glove too. Michael Ironside didn't explode. Everybody else exploded. I was sitting there like, why did Michael Ironside explode? Oh, because plot, right? Because he's got to get up and we got to have one last confrontation, right? Although the Road Warriors is dead, Michael Ironside has shot um, Frederick in the shoulder, so he's out of the fight. So it was just Apple and the, the Max. And, and and so he shoots Michael Ironside with the power glove. Michael Ironside falls down. and he gets back up, and this is where we learn that Michael Ironside is also a robot! Dun-dun-dun! Sure! Okay, fine! Like, why not? I'm in. What you got? I'm in. And so... So then... <laughs> Max is. He's a robot and an apple. God bless her. She looks at him and goes, yeah, you didn't know? <laughs> oh my god. And I was just like, fuck you, bitch." <laughs> no, we didn't know. Why would we know that? And Michael Ironside goes on to say that he is... This is very, very, very important. He goes on to say that he is a corporate robot designed to make, like, committee decisions or whatever. He's a business bot. Okay? Say, say it. He's a business bot. Okay. he's just, I want you to keep that. <laughs> he said begrudgingly, he's a business bot. I want you to keep that information well and truly in hand. He's a business bot. <clears throat> He's explaining about how he was patterned after his creator, who he then bludgeoned with a golf club that he's been using as a cane for this entire movie. I just thought he used it as a cane because fucking garbage wasteland, whatever. But apparently, it's like a trophy for him. And and, and, and I don't know. There's some monologuing. There's some monologuing. And and Max, I guess, think Max goes to shoot him, but his power gloves run out of juice again. So Michael Ironside's like, well, you want to see what I can do? That's when we find out that the business bot, for some reason, has Dragon Ball Z-style mouth lasers.
0: (laughs) Oh, great.
1: What feature is that? Why would the business bot have a mouth laser? What are you talking about? I love... let me explain something to you. This, let me explain something to you. When he opened his mouth and the energy started crackling and he started shooting like that fucking meme from like 2001 I'm a fire in my lasers. When he started shooting lasers out of his mouth I laughed so hard. I mean you would have thought that I was watching the greatest comedy special while being tickled on the toes with a peacock feather and puppy licks. I laughed so goddamn hard. And that was when I knew I love this movie. I do. I love it. Anyway, Max kicks the bomb over to him, the dud bomb. And of course, Michael Ironside's mouth lasers recharge his power glove, so he shoots the power glove and he blows up the bomb, which kills Michael Ironside. And then, but like, as the blast is coming, oh, I laughed again, it was great. Um, As the blast is coming towards Max, uh, Apple shields him with her own body. Mm -hmm. And then the ground cracks and a geyser of fresh drinking water or fresh clean water shoots out because this movie that stars fucking Michael Ironside ended like total goddamn recall. It was amazing. I was so happy. I was like, this couldn't have ended any other way. I'm in. You got me. You won me (laughs) over. Sure. Let's have a total recall ending. I don't give a fuck anymore. This is my life now. What the fuck else you got? What else you got? What else you got? They still have one more thing. So then, of course, Apple fucking dies because, like, her body's all ravaged by the explosion. And the kid goes, takes her body back to the playground where they met and buries her, which makes no goddamn sense because she's a fucking robot. Just duct tape her head into another body. That's all it took last time. But he just buries her. Like, fuck it. You know? It's just like, fuck it. She was my only friend in this barren wasteland except for this weird fucking Australian cowboy that I just made friends with. Like, I, I'm not gonna try and save her CPUs or any fucking shit or duct tape her head to another body. I'm gonna stick her in the ground. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? I don't need friends. I'm, I have fucking superpowers. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on, apparently. say so he buries her, and then just leaves. And that's it. That's the whole movie. It was great! Alrighty. I was so happy!
0: Well, since you enjoyed it, two things. Um... <laughs> The official video for No Tomorrow, it serves as a prequel to the film, and um, as of last year, the sequel to the film was also announced, so they're making the sequel.
1: I don't know who No Tomorrow is, but I'm going to watch that video. Well, No,
0: No Tomorrow is the official track of the movie, so it might be the theme you were talking about.
1: I gotta hope so. Because it's terrible. It's the worst fucking song I've ever heard. It's so (laughs) gross and 80s. It was like fucking Whitesnake and Duran Duran had a slow baby. It was amazing. I loved it. It was disgusting. It's the worst thing. I would fuck. That's the kind of music that you would play to piss off your neighbors. Just (laughs) at at super high volume at three o'clock in the goddamn morning because you can't play songs like rio you know by duran duran like you can't play that people fucking love that song you know or anything from off the wall that might be 70s doesn't matter um you can't play that kind of shit people love that kind. no you got to play this shitty fucking 80s synth pop bullshit you gotta play flock of seagulls that's how you piss off your neighbors like those assholes that wrote that shit on your fence just go to the house and play iran at high volume. Don't play Aha's has take on me. Everybody loves that song, too. It's amazing. But play, like, fucking Flock of Seagulls. At high volume. Okay. That's great. Okay. Well, we And f- as, as for the sequel, oh, hells yeah. Oh, hells yeah. I'm gonna turn this into, like, a fucking movie night. This and fucking Ant Boy and Theodore Rex.
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> well, we can skip how much the movie made because there's no information on that. Um, let's go right to the Rotten score. Um, this is actually one of the first, if not the first movie that we've done here in the Torture Chamber that it's been certified fresh on the tomato meter at 89%.
1: I fucking agree. It was amazing. It was the shittiest pile of garbage I've ever seen. It made me so happy to be alive. I was so glad I stuck with it.
0: Uh, so yeah. The flip side. Uh, the audience score is seventy-seven percent. Not that bad.
1: You know, it, no, this is a movie that you got to watch more than... I'm going to watch it again when we're done with this. Because <laughs> it, it it's a movie that's going to... This is a movie that delivers like dominoes. You got to watch it more than once, though. To really just understand the subtle nuance of what a pile of shit it truly is. It's great. I love it. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's <laughs>
0: okay. Um, so, obviously, I know... What you're gonna say here, but we'll do it for posterity's sakes. Our rating system is: own it on DVD and Blu-ray, watch it on cable or rent it, or would you download to delete it? And you would pick. I
1: don't want to watch anything else, at I least am, for the next week. I am shocked. I would. I would buy it. I would. Are you kidding? I would. <laughs> fucking look. You remember when we when we did the last episode and I was telling that story about how just fucking embarrassed I was to mm-hmm. buy Spice World in front of people. Yeah, I would go back to fucking Walmart if I could get this on DVD, walk over to it while announcing I am here to purchase a copy of the DVD Turbo Kid to everyone there. Slap that shit down on the counter and just yell take my money, and then walk out proudly humming a tune. <laughs> yes, I would. It is great. It is crazy. So much blood! For no reason. Oh my god. Alright, what, what, what is the I... actual rating on this movie? Was this movie rated R? I do believe so, yes. It would have to be. So many F-bombs. A guy got his intestines pulled out. A dude got sliced into four pieces. That's how the dad died. That's right. He cut him in pieces. Yeah, that's right. It's amazing. It's the, I, fucking Saw wasn't this bad. Fucking, fuck, if, if Jigsaw watched this movie, he'd be like, oh no, that's too much. It was
0: great.
1: <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
0: Alrighty, so now comes one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Jason versus the world. Let's see if we can get through this in less than 10 minutes, unlike last time. I was like let's Holy get it Christ the last time I was editing it. Alright. All right. <clears throat> I thought it went faster last time. No, it was the time before that. You were like, oh fuck him, fuck him. Blah 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 blah. Mm. Uh all right, let's see what we got here. Do, 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 do. We have you both. Eat a dick. Oh
1: oh, no, wait. Sorry. I'm so I know. I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <sighs> I I did meant to mention this. Um I think I have to uh, Shock you and our potential victims. U A Bulls off the list.
0: I I I am well aware.
1: But I'm going to tell you and everyone why. Uh, The other day, I watched a trailer for Transformers: The Last Night, and that was. An incomprehensible, ridiculous piece of garbage. And I realized that all these years, Uwe was right. Michael Bay is a fucking idiot. So Michael Bay's on. Uwe Ball's off. Continue.
0: All righty. Uh, all of Eastern Europe.
1: They can come off, too, because fucking if is off, I might as well take them off.
0: All right. Brad Pitt.
1: No, he's staying. Vince Vaughn. Him, too. Joe Schmucker. Fuck that guy.
0: George Lucas. Just stop. The entire race of Wookiees.
1: I don't want to talk about
0: it. Mark Hamill's makeup artist. What did they do to him? Will Ferrell. He's an idiot. Adam Sandler.
1: He's a moron.
0: All sharks.
1: They just got to stop.
0: Tara Reid.
1: For her own good.
0: Sci-Fight Network, twice.
1: For its own good, twice.
0: Ian Ian Zerling.
1: So much forehead.
0: Steve Guttenberg. So little talent. Donna from 90210. What a bitch. Jared Little. What a douchebag. The 2077 people who reviewed Skip Trace.
1: I'm coming for all of you (laughs) individually.
0: (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. The voting panel of the Academy.
1: We live in a hellscape.
0: Johnny Knoxville. He's just his nostrils are so big. Robert Patterson.
1: His head is so big.
0: Fat Batman. So goddamn fat. <laughs> Brenda from 90210.
1: What a... Also what a bitch. Like, I couldn't even think of another word.
0: Pierce Brosman's accent.
1: What the fuck was that? I'm your father. <laughs>
0: Scott Ackerman.
1: Sorry, Scott. I'm, I'm
0: Levi's okay. rat tail.
1: I, get me some scissors. Me... You, you got to come off the list because this movie was awesome. So you're you're off the hook. This was this delivered like dominoes. It was great. Okay,
0: Suitman. Fuck that guy. Oh my god. Kickstarter. It it's enough, you
1: guys. It's enough.
0: Now this one you preemptively put on there. I'm gonna assume it's coming off. Turbo Kid.
1: Yeah, Turbo Kid's off the list. I'm sorry, Turbo <laughs> Kid.
0: I was wrong. Nickelback. I can admit that. Look at this food, Look at my ass! Oh my god! And Michael Bay,
1: and Chad Kroger specifically.
0: Chad Kroger and
1: from Chad, Nickelback. Kroger. Chad Kroger from Nickelback specifically. The Chad whole band.
0: Kroger.
1: <laughs> the whole band in general, but Chad Kroger specifically. Did you ever see that video where somebody threw a rock at his head?
0: <laughs> I did. It was at the Portuguese, uh, some Portuguese thing. I can't remember what it was. It was great. Well, I have Nickelback fans in Portugal. Fuck no, there are no Nickelback fans anywhere. (laughs) I have good news for you. That you enjoyed this movie so much, it's time for a new movie. Hello, Jason. Do you want to play a game? (laughs) That I said yes. That
1: actually was my parking space, but it's okay. I mean, she was handicapped, so was I going to
0: hang on a second? Hang on a second.
1: I'm on the phone. Oh oh is this a is this a bad time? Yes. Go go leave go. Okay. Jeez. Jesus. Shit. Bye. <laughs> anyway, so like I was saying. <sighs> you know what? I'm fine with that. Okay.
0: okay. All right. I'm well,
1: a- I'm in peace this week.
0: We are in a new month, so we have a new theme for you. This okay. was suggested um from somebody on red edit reddit reddit i say reddit because it sounds funny the theme for this is bad sports slash action movies
1: does it sound funny
0: almost as apocalyptic
1: (laughs) i'm not watching that dennis rodman thing
0: no, Because I double know
1: team. that's where this is going. No, with Dennis no, no, Rodman no. and Jean Claude Van Damme.
0: Oh, uh, double trouble? No, double team. No, but. I'm, one yeah,
1: one. I'm not. I'm. Alright. Okay, right. preemptive veto. All that.
0: You have four choices.
1: Alright. Uh. Let's go with number three.
0: Number three? I, think uh, I always right. pick number three. You do. Alright, you're going to watch the movie with the guy from Napoleon Dynamite, John, John Hedder. The Benchwarmers.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: Well, that makes it even better.
1: This is going to be a terrible comedy, isn't it?
0: Oh, oh. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. It's John (sighs) Hedder. How can it not be terrible?
1: Napoleon Dynamite was a good movie.
0: Mm, That's debatable. I enjoyed
1: Napoleon Dynamite. I hated it. I mean, fucking vote for Pedro, man. (sighs) With... I oh, see so you're drinking two percent. Is that because you think you're fat? <laughs> I <like> that movie. <laughs> oh
0: God! With with that said, because I'm just gonna start cracking up. If you want to email us, you can at podcasttgc at gmail
1: I do so many voices on this show. Um, or you can follow our blog, thetorturechamberblog.wordpress.com, dot aka Fattest URL in existence.
0: Is on Twitter <laughs> anti-chamber podcast.
1: You gonna be all right?
0: <laughs> I'm I'm fine. You son of a bitch.
1: Okay, I'm just checking.
0: Uh, so that's that's. Oh, thank God, that's the end of our show. <laughs> As always, this is the torture chamber. I'm Dennis Neal,
1: and I'm Jason Christopher Dennis. Yes. Seriously, this movie was a gift from on high. It was amazing. I'm so happy. You know how
0: happy I am? How happy are you?
1: That I'm going to end the show by instead of saying what I usually say, I'm going to say, Dennis, I love you.
0: Well, then you know what? This apocalyptic masterpiece was worth it.
1: Now I hate you. Okay.